You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside me, Steve Harmison here at the Oval as the crowd are starting to make their way away from this famous old test ground. And what a day's cricket we have to discuss for you today after India and England both battled away for much of the day to leave this test match in the balance. Plenty to discuss here on following on. So if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you probably know by now that uh, at Stumps on day two, uh, following a 13-wicket day, we had a seven-wicket day. Uh, India 43 without loss. They've chipped away at the deficit after uh, England uh, led by 99 runs, bowled out for 290. Uh, Ollie Pope top scoring with 81. Chris Wokes with a more than valuable 50 as he and Anderson put on 35 for the final wicket. And uh, contributions along the way from Bairstow and also Ali, both reaching uh, third in the getting to the 30s. Three wickets for Yadav, uh, two for Jadeja and Bumrah. Uh, Thakur with uh, one. A relatively expensive wicket, really, and Siraj with one as well. But uh, uh, after uh, coming to bat with an hour and 20 minutes remaining in the day, all the pressure on India's openers. A couple of scary moments along the way, but they're still there at stumps, meaning it is anybody's game here uh, at the fourth Test match at the Oval. So uh, let's get on with uh, the action. Story of the day. So, Steve Harmson, what a day's play, eh? It's uh, been... Uh, terrific, really, from ball one uh, to the final delivery of the day. Sharma and Rahul um, playing slightly more expansively than we saw in the first innings. A couple of uh, dicey moments. Sharma should have been caught by Rory Burns, went on six. Uh, instead, uh, Burns volleyed it to the boundary. And uh, KL Rahul, I mean, French cutting past his own stumps uh, for four as well. But credit where credit's due, I thought both teams really refused to bow down. Both were behind at times. England was 62 for five. Uh, they also led uh, by 30 or with three wickets remaining. 
uh, four wickets remaining actually uh, neither can really hold the initiative for long and it's made for some really compelling cricket yeah where's your money where is your money it's I think it has to be with England because of runs on the board still quite a bit ahead of India but India will have in the back of the mind loads England chasing and I think that psychologically just brings the game a little bit closer together so look it's been a great day I thought you mentioned on how easy and how fluid that India played in Sharma and, and, and KL Rahul here. That, for me, tells you this wicket's flat. This wicket has flattened out. So where can India get? Can they get 320, 350 and above to get England to chase 250 on the fourth innings when the wicket will still be quite decent? You know, we're talking about end of day three into day four the wicket will still be in a in a decent state they've got no R. Uh, Ashwin so that for me that isn't helping India if they do get to that position but hey just Chris Wokes what a day he's had fantastic Guy, guy's child trolled himself around the world for the best part of a year 18 months sitting in bubbles unfortunate with COVID everything that goes with it comes in very very cold no first class real games into this game, he gets a 50, takes three with, you know, takes wickets in the first innings with good, good balls. Um, let's just hope he can, his body can last for the next two or three days to get him through to finish this game off because England are going to need him. But for me, Chris Wokes is there. I still think England are in the box seats. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say that England are as well. But these two put on another 50 tomorrow, scores level, nine or ten wickets still in hand, and England know that. They're going to have to uh, chase down a target. And at the end of the day, India have been clinging on for two days now. And every time you think England are just getting away, whether it was when they had them 127 for seven on day one, or whether today, 222 for six, England. They're led by 31. Moeen Ali, 35, not out. Ollie Pope batting like an absolute dream. The new ball still 13 overs away. And... Really, India just hanging the ball out there, trying to get through to the new ball without basically conceding too many runs. That shot by Moeen Ali, just open up one end. Um, you could hear the disappointment and a bit of anger, actually, here at this crowd. They weren't happy with that shot. And it's just its symptomatic of this engrossing test match and series. Neither side possibly has the quality or the belief or I don't know what it is, to just make that final blow to get themselves clear. It's just, it's making for brilliant test cricket. Yeah, 100%. I think Mo and Ali's not playing a lot of test match cricket in recent times, playing a lot of one-day cricket. It was a poor shot. We mentioned yesterday on, you know, following on, we talked about on predictions in, in the YouTube was a Mo and Ali special. And Mo and Ali special was another 20 more runs. Another 20 more runs just demoralises India, gets them further down the road, gets England into 300, and that is a psychological edge. Um, but I'm not going to blame Mo too much because of the amount of cricket he's played in recent times. Um, and I look at Ollie Robinson's shot. Ollie Robinson's shot with Chris Wokes going, I think, I think Chris Wokes was about 20 at the time, going nicely, number 10, just hang in there with him, and he's, he's played a big shot. Was it England thinking, yeah, we've got, we've got a lead now. We've got a good lead now. Not we've got enough, but you mentioned the belief of grasping the net, grasping the game by the scruff of the neck and going, right, I'm going to win it. 
I'm going to blow these out of water. England get 350, England get 360, 70 on this surface. That is a huge lead, and India don't come back from it. This, I know it's a 100-run lead. It's still a good lead, but like you said before, it's flat. If Sharma and Kira will come out early tomorrow morning and get off to a decent start, England are tired. Ollie Robinson looks tired. Chris Wokes hasn't bowled a ball in a long, long period of time. For, in consecutive days, and that's what I mean on that. Jimmy Anderson is 39-year-old, asking him to play back-to-back test matches, week off, back-to-back test matches, and then go again. All in all, put that into the melting pot. If England flag tomorrow, India potentially could get a lead, which brings Lords back into play. England made the running of Lords. India were out of it for the best part of three days. And then all of a sudden, one mad hour session in India win the Test match. And that, we hope, is not going to happen today, uh, this week. Tell you what, though, uh, for uh, we, we may be sounding a little bit doom and gloom here. England was 62 for five today when Milan was out. Both uh, overnight batsmen were out quickly. And then Bairstow and Pope, they batted beautifully. Uh, they also showed up India's team selection again because Ithaka bowled wonderfully... Uh, batted wonderfully well yesterday to get the side back in it but they just seem to be one bowler short now it's uh, it's the perennial problem isn't it and England blessed with all-rounders and in England you need the all-rounders maybe more than you do overseas um, but that was that was great batting from Bairstow and Pope and it really took the initiative away from India and in quick time yeah and I think the, the India India point one is, is is relevant because we talked to Chet Narula at the start of the series um, I've done something on a different channel and two or three Indian players have said India will lose by picking the wrong side that's how India lose and I think at times in this game and at times in this series it is so obvious the only person it's not obvious to that our Ashwin has to play is Virat Kohli and the ego of Virat Kohli seems to have it that way because uh, uh, you know, my job this afternoon I've been with the great England batsman Ian Bell I've been talking about times gone by, and the times gone by is England would never drop Graham Swan. And Graham Swan is like, our Ashwin is like Graham Swan for Andrew Strauss. He would give you control, and then he'd win you the game. He'd give you control in the game for the first innings, for the first three days, if need be. Game's not going anywhere, not turning. He'd bowl, he'd bowl a line, he'd bowl a length. You could set a field to, so accurate, so consistent, you could hang your hat on him. And then in day four or five, he'd win you the game. Ball spell, five foot, four foot, five foot. Get that wicket out of nowhere with a ball spitting and turning. That's why Ashwin has to play it, and he hasn't played. But the Pope and Bairstow partnership, when they're all at, they're both in together, and I've mentioned a couple of times in between test matches, these two guys are playing potentially to end Butler's career in a little bit, and that sounds harsh on Joss. But Pope gets runs, Bairstow gets runs and takes a couple of catches. Josh Butler hasn't got the he hasn't got the 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 numbers and volumes of runs and hundreds behind him to come back and warrant a place in the side again like a Ben Stokes does. So that partnership was great. I thought Johnny a couple of times was a bit cat in a hot tin roof and he was a little bit edgy. I thought Pope played a beautiful innings and there was a shot and it was around about quarter twelve. Myself and Darren Goff sitting upstairs in the basking sunshine. And Bumrah bowled a ball, and we had just been uh, commenting on how hard Bumrah was hitting the bat. He was hitting the bat lovely. And 
uh, Pope from the pavilion end stood there and he hit a drive straight through extra cover. And we, were, and we both went shot. Yeah. And we looked, we looked at each other and went, oh, half volley, you've got to put that away. And then we watched a big screen and it was nowhere near a half volley. But he played it with elegance and, got, and it, was a, it was just middle of the bat. And straight away I was like, wow, that is an unbelievable cricket shot. And he went on and played many more and he's, he's got England in a position that we are not far away from, a couple of wickets away from winning the game. But again, he'd be disappointed. England would be disappointed. We're not getting hundreds. He was in a position to get a hundred. He inside edge onto his stumps. Some would say unlucky, but you've got to be greedy. And like you said before, who's got the belief? Who really wants to go and win it? Is it systematic of this test matches or this te- these teams that we are just giving it away and not, right, well, I'm going to take my team over the line? And I think that passage of play and both players getting out, along with Moen Ali getting out, was probably where the England cricket team is right now. They haven't got the experience of getting, to, getting a game over the line. Let's just, let's just hope it doesn't come back to haunt them. Did, uh, how do you think England bowled? They had 90 minutes to bowl at, uh, at India. Um, there was a really bizarre moment when Rory Burns just completely did not see a chance that came his way of second slip. And it went straight onto his boot and then flew away down to third man for a boundary. Um, Ollie Robinson's speed was d- down to 79 miles an hour. Chris Wokes could have got uh, a wicket. Um, essentially, India had a little bit of luck towards the end of the evening. But did you expect possibly England to bowl a, a touch better than what we saw? Yes. What I would say with that is what we feared and what we've talked about over the course of the last few years that these bowlers can't play in the same unit when we go away from home. We're actually on a wicket now, which I think is quite flat. And I think that is showing up, that on flat wickets, we need something different, something extra. That's what like, the Mark Wood brings or you know, Mystery Spinner. We haven't got one. Um, and England are trying to protect Mark Wood coming back from, from an injury. On the first morning, you win the toss, you bowl first on a pitch like that. And we had four perfect seamers for that condition. Now we've gone to a a surface which is dried out flattened out and we now have four bowlers who again so-called experts former professional cricketers former England players have said that we've got a bowling lineup which looks pretty toothless and will struggle to get wickets and I'm talking about overseas with a cook of a ball that looked a little bit like that I mentioned before Jimmy Anderson's age back to back week off back to back and then try and go again that's why I would have seriously considered not playing Jimmy or Robinson in this game and played Wood. And Robinson looks as though he's... He looks a bit like what Siraj did last week. He looks as though he's run his race. And I'm not going to criticise him. No, I'm not going to criticise Jimmy Anderson. I'm not going to criticise Ollie Robinson because of what they've done in this series so far. Or Chris Wokes because he hasn't had the volume of bowling going into it. But the problem is, this is what we've got. And yes, it's flattened out. Sharma and Keir Rao didn't really look in too much trouble it's a couple of times Sharma defended it it went down and it went obviously back to the wicketkeeper but he looked as if he was in total control so that is a concern for England going forward because if India do manage to get in, into a point a position to go and you know leave England 220 240-250 there will be huge question marks going into the winter that these are our four probably best bowlers at this minute in time but on flat wickets we're going to struggle to play them all in the same game what is going to happen tomorrow 
Come then, Harmy. Prediction time. This could be the defining day of the entire series. I keep saying that, but today, every session was like... It was absolutely crucial. At no point did this game drift. Um, how are you seeing day three? Oh, I'm going to upset some England fans here. I actually think India might turn up. I really think India might turn up with a bat. Like I've said before, I think the India bowl, uh, England bowlers, if India get in, they could score heavily and score quickly at this ground. This ground is a, is a, is a very, very fast scoring ground. And if India get in, i.e., I'm thinking Rohit Sharma, I'm thinking Virat Kohli, because he looked as though he was a bit touchy in that first innings. He hasn't scored 100. He's due. Great players don't go long periods or so long periods without scoring big hundreds. He hasn't scored one for a while. This might be the one. I've just got a funny feeling in my water. This might be the one. If the ball goes soft and Jimmy's trying to change it a few times, India might still be batting this time tomorrow. And if they're still batting this time tomorrow, that means England are going to chase 250 and possibly 300 fourth innings. Then they'd want our Ashwin, but then it puts them right in the pound seats to, to take the victory and potentially go 2-1 to Manchester. Wow, you heard it here first, folks. And I tell you what, if that is to occur, then uh, credit to India, because they've been clinging on uh, for, uh, well, test and a half now. So, um, well, look, it's been a, a crazy day's play. Not crazy, it's been a really interesting day's play. Uh, crazy day on day one, possibly. But, look, we'll be back on the following on podcast, following day three at the Oval, as the kids uh, around us collect the plastic glasses, which they can return for a quid a go. Do you know, actually, as we end the show, do you know that my nephews came here for a, a T20 game, 100 game, actually? Do you know how much money they made from those, you see those pint glasses that those little kids, are, did I tell you how much they made? No. 212 quid. Did they? Right. Tell you what, they must have followed me all afternoon then. If they come and follow, me and Garen Goff are going to have a, well, we potentially could have a, a little bit of a drink tomorrow. So if we do, then these kids might make a few quid off me. And, and by the way, for all you TalkSport following on podcasters, listening, just check out Darren Goff for a minute. He's lost two and a half stone. He looks he looks the shadow of his former self. But congratulations, Goffy, because you've done an absolute brilliant job at sticking to the diet and eating it. Because to, for the last two days, he has brought his own food in his back lunchbox to eat in the green room. That takes some willpower. It takes some willpower to just do that and go with it. He's been drinking Diet Coke all day. Good on you, pal. You look a million dollars. He looks like the invisible man. He's lost so much weight. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, thanks for listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, 
the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.